Oui. Qu'est-ce qu'il y a Hi, Rod. Qu'est-ce qu'il y a Rod. Hi, everyone. Hi. And you're welcome to today's edition of... Hi. Hi, hi Kanika. Hi, Valerie. Hi, Dupe. Hi, hi. LPD. Thank you for taking our time out of your busy schedule to join in today. So this is another edition of Have Your Say. Um, so where we get to speak up. So I'm super, 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 super excited about tonight because I have with me wonderful, amazing, superlicious, let me use that word, guest speakers who are superstars in their own right. Yes, they're superstars in their own right. So fortnight ago, we, we had a guest speakers and we talked about changing the narrative. And then we focused on how do we begin to change our mindset and how do we begin to conduct ourselves as black communities? And also, how do we begin to build a sustainable society to eradicate structural discrimination? So tonight, we are taking it down to the heart of the communities, so the community you and I live in. So I have a guest speakers with me today who are community leaders and political activists and teachers as well. So I want I won't introduce them, so I'll get them to talk about themselves a little bit more because me saying few words about them won't just cut it at all. So I'll give them the time to tell you, the audience, what they're into and then uh, what uh, project they're on, currently undergoing at the moment. So at this time, I just want to take time to, you know, say thank you to you, the audience who are listening by Facebook, who are listening via YouTube, and also who are listening via podcast as well. So there will be sections for Q and A um, sessions. So if you could type your comments in, and then the speakers will answer them as you go along as well. And also, just a bit of housekeeping: if you're not speaking, if I can just ask you to mute your phone, so we don't have uh, signal clashes. Okay. So let me start. I was opportuned um, to be invited to an online platform and also it's just one of those platforms you just, okay, let me tag along. And I heard this lady spoke, right? She spoke with passion and again, she spoke with a lot of, her, her eloquency is second to none. So I said, no, she will be in our meeting today. So I, I had to, you know, ask ask the organizers how can i get in touch with valerie i need her to be in have your say show so valerie thank you for taking our time out of your busy schedule to log in tonight push the uh, edition of have your say thank you very much but i will let you you know tell the audience a little bit about yourself in a minute so my second guest speaker i met your friend so she's an aspiring community leader as well. She's very passionate about her black history, her black heritage as well. I'll say she's an encyclopedia of black history, okay? And also she's very cautious of what sort of information is passed to the younger generation. So her name is Kanika. Kanika, thank you for taking our time out of your busy schedule to log in tonight. And my third speaker, she's based all the way from states so she is a sister so we've known for quite a long time as well she's based in states so again she has this passion about 
black community, black heritage, and also the kind of information you 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 you, you transfer to your kids about upbringing, bringing up that your child in a good way. So that's a passion. So Dukbe, all the way from states, thank you for taking our time to join in today. Okay, so it would be a kind of an informal informal conversation. And I will ask you the questions, um, the guest speakers, and I will try to the audience. So LBD, LBD is, uh, um, you're welcome to the show. Say hello to everyone. Hello, LBD. <laughs> so uh, it will be more of an interactive uh, section. So I will throw the odd question to you. And again, everyone will chip in. But again, I'll ask the same question to the first guest speaker. And I'll pass the same to the second and also to the third. And also LBD will, I know, will want to throw more on two things as well. So without wasting your time, um, so let's get cracking. So uh, Valerie, so this is the first um, question to you. So I just want you to tell the audience, right? Tell us about what you're passionate about, your project as well, what you're currently doing and what you need what is that change that you need to, to the community to see what is that change and that passion that makes you get up in the morning and say yes this is a day i have to push on as and, and you know move on it, things has to go so over to you <laughs> thank you um can everyone hear me yeah um i, I guess um, so, those of you that don't know, my name is Valerie Bosman Farsi. Um, I'm a Ghanaian um, diaspora, born in the UK, a political activist, community campaigner. Um, I, I guess for me, recently or a few years ago, I joined the Labour Party and I just had this kind of urgency to increase representation. Um, I, I, I guess um, what we find is when it, become, when it becomes about political discourse, most of our communities are either busy at work, raising a family, disengaged, sometimes disenfranchised, um, all the dishes you can think of, they're just not in the room, in the spaces where conversations are happening that are politically going to impact on our lives very heavily. So for me, it was always about joining the Labour Party, joining community campaigns, and just being at the forefront in terms of representing, say, the black face, the black people in the community and um, I know we go by this term of um, BAME which is B-A-M-E which is black Asian and minority ethnic which is really important but what we find is when we kind of squish the, the, the four together we often as black people become invisible and often we just find we're not a part of the, the policy making and I think that's really important in any local area you live in um, you know, further out within the wider society, it's important to have representation. So I'm, I'm very much an advocate about this. So whether it be education, about the school cuts, um, you know, SEND, um, uh, school cuts, um, housing, the, the overcrowdedness or the lack of housing that we find a lot of our black communities are not in, migrants, refugees that often come to the UK or all over around, you know, the globe where they are in the most deprived, um, you know, areas. Um, poor air quality, you know, local environment where there's just a lacking of, you know, um, of, of, you know good um, schools or 
um, services, and then again in employment. You know, we often find during COVID-19, especially, we have found that we have been dying um, the most and uh, most impacted because of the frontline services that we are engaged in, and that's because maybe in school we didn't have that that person um, at the front of the, the room that could say, you could be a doctor, mm. you could be a scientist, you could be in those high kind of echelon kind of um, roles in society that could give you more money to live a bit more comfortably mm. and have a better security and, and safety. So that's what gets me out of the bed mm. um, most mornings because I'm also, um, my day job is an educator. Mm. So um, from early years right into um, secondary school, and I very much love my job. I've been in education for the last uh, 23 years or so. Mm. And I also have children, so I know how important it is to educate your children also mm. about political discourse. Mm. And that's basically it for now. Mm. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you, Valerie. And so over to you, Kanika. Um, what is that thing that you're passionate about? What is that uh, project that you want to see change or you want to be heard of? Um, my project is more so about upliftment mm. of black people, mm. you know, facing the, the issues that have happened to us and the traumas we may have had and really working through it, uplifting and building one another. That may be in the sense of learning more about yourself, letting mm. you in so you learn more about different um, countries within the dysphoria with black people are. You learn about your history, mm. you learn about your hair. And also the main thing for me is in the community where I live, mm. there isn't a lot of togetherness. Mm. So what I've done is we've launched a Facebook group called Out of Many One People. Mm. We kind of represent that London is also out of many one people. And living in the town for the first two years, I was born here, and being one of the first black families here as well, mm. it's been daunting and it's been great to see how much the town is changing in its society. Mm. Like that I'm exactly on your porch now. I'm washing up my window and there's black people walking past. It's great. Mm. I'm like, it's great we're here and it's great we're getting a few businesses, but there is no unity, there's no togetherness, and we need to know each other. Mm. So I've made the page to do that, and we're starting to share businesses, uplifting one another, sharing history. Um, we have also been involved now with Black History Month as well. Mm. And we have another project that's coming in, which is all about Black history and learning. Mm. Um, myself, I was brought up as a Rastafarian and Pan-African and teaching. Mm. My parents are Caribbean, so they're Jamaican and St. Lucian. And before we learn anything, we learn ourselves now history. And it does it really helps you as a person, knowing where you're stem from, but the other issue is when you're in an area where there's not a lot of people that look like you, mm. it also causes a bit of conflict in yourself with, do mm. I just be who I am unapologetically, or do I try and fit into the narrative? So um, that's the thing we're really pushing. There's a lot of mixed race children here, there's a lot of children from different places, and I just feel like sometimes you need, you, not sometimes, you need your community. Mm. We need the community to be, you know, empowered, and I think it's being empowered by knowledge. And being as one, learning about each other, you know, we've all got different cultures, different foods, different things that we do. Let's learn about the differences and celebrate them. And that is what we're trying to do. Mm. Okay. Thank you, Kanika. Um, 
instead the others uh, bring uh, building up the community as well. And um, so, Dukwe, uh, you're the, you're you live in states, right? So it would be nice to hear your own views, right? What your project is, and also what you're passionate about. Yeah, again, uh, nice to meet you, everybody. My name is Dupen. Um, I actually relocated here to the United States like 10 years ago. You know, I, I, don't, I don't like to say have a project, but it's one of my passions. It's about our kids, mm. how to raise our kids, mm. how kids to know their value, mm. how to be respect and the people with and mm. respect for the time that is what I said. It's all about stereotype and pre-assumption, just assuming, oh, this person is a black person, so they're all the same, or that's the way they, mm. that's the way they do things, it's that mm. stereotype. Mm. Being, being uh, that the same, so I, I left my job and I went into the school system. And why did I go? I went into the school system? Because of what my own son was going through in the school system. Mm. And I said, I'm going to leave my previous job and go to to work in the school and see what other black kids like my son, or not just black, I always say, you know, yeah, black, black, but no, it's just not black sometimes. I would say sometimes people from all socioeconomic, you know, background, mm. they are white kids too, who fall under that, you know, stereotype because they're poor, because I don't know, like, I live in the UK, but then I didn't have kids, so I don't know how. Mm. What I know here in the United States, where you live, the time and the kind of education you can get, your mm -hmm. zip code in the United States, your zip code. So your zip code determines the kind of education you get. That means where you live, you know, because where you live determines because the taxes is the school, the taxes like the home, the houses, with the house, the taxes that people pay in their houses are the ones that pay the school. You know, so. Your zip code determines the kind of education that you get. So mm. all that made me understand, like, on the privileged kids. Mm. Like, I will not say my son, and my family is underprivileged. Mm. He's a black kid. He's a black son. He's mm. a with underprivileged kids. Determined, mm. the school system to find out what is really going. On. Mm. Mm. That's what it is. Mm. Mm. <laughs> it's funny you say the zip code there. I think. Uh, we have something similar, isn't it? So, uh, depending on the borough, right? You you have the class, the high class, and the <laughs> working class. So similar, but I think maybe we tend to play down here. But again, when you look into the detail, you will find that there is again, you know, there is again discrepancies with the kind of education and uh, someone in Chelsea would you know would have compared to maybe someone in London, right? Or Southeast, right? So there's that, you know, subtle changes. So LBD, do you have anything to say at the moment? LBD? No, okay. Hello? Oh, yes, okay. okay. I was on uh, I'm amazed by the passion and the project the, which have been highlighted there, outlined. Uh, I think uh, we should carry on and uh, I will have uh, more questions to ask. Okay. Uh, most likely um, on the representativity, the representation of blacks in the UK. I've never been interested in any way myself, mm. but I do vote. 
So I would like to know more um, because I think maybe it's up. Well, question might come. And also about um, uplifting back black people. I don't think, uh, my own thinking is yes about community, but it's about individual as well. And uh, about the education system, about the kids, the respect, the stereotype, and the assumptions. Yes, um, I have my own reservation because I see it differently. I think we should leave the kids go into the open, but still, as we discussed last time, we have to call them back at home. You know where mm. they belong to. So okay. uh, let us carry on. Okay. Uh, the second question. All right then. Okay. So Valerie, we'll come back to you now. So um, so what's your view in the Black Lives Movement campaign that was held in London? What's your take on it? Um, yes, and um, thanks to all the speakers. I've been taking notes. Um, really great uh, points of view um, and thoughts. Um, the Black Lives Matter, um, I've, I've been I've been very much blown away by um, the, the sort of the, the passion and and the mobilisation and that kind of grassroots um, I'd, I'd say campaigning and activism mm -hmm. because um, before the Black Lives Matter um, campaign sort of like launched here that's you know which was sparked off by the George Floyd um, tragic death by the police brutality yeah. um, let's be honest and call it what it is it yeah. was uh, an infringement um, of force that was put on an innocent black man and um, whether it was a counterfeit note or not the fact that you would purposely put your knee on someone's windpipe um, area and you know uh, kill them is something we should all be outraged about yeah. because at the end of the day and, and a human beings being killed unlawfully. Um, I think without it, we wouldn't be having this conversation now. So it's yeah. very much, it's pertinent, it's really important. Yeah. Because just like Sir just mentioned about this whole narrative about, you know, um, black equity, mm -hmm. um, black, um, you know, um, kind of lack of in education. I mentioned housing, the environment, all these kind of policies that make um, hopefully a manifesto that would allow every community to thrive as best as, the, as, the, as they could mm. um, has been lacking in this country. Mm. Now I'm not saying we haven't made movements, we, we have got representation in certain places but the, the, the numbers are, are very low so mm. my, my thing at the moment is, is very much heavily about representation and, and, and giving um, the, 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 the quorum so I want numbers. Yeah. If it's in a school place and there's a certain demographic of children that are there. Yeah. I want to see um, representation within local um, councillors. Yeah. So if there's councillors there, they, sh they should represent those in that community. Yeah. Um, things like therapy. We know that um, men um, often find it difficult to talk about you know, mental health issues, etc. Mm. We, we are heavily um, policed and, and, and um, kind of forced into poverty lines. Yeah. And, and I think we need people that are in our communities to represent us. Um, I don't think we have enough of that. So the Black Lives Matter movement, it's it's kind of sparked that that urgency again to, to, to kind of push together and, and kind of put it to the forefront that we are here yeah. and we're not invisible. I mean, we can't hide the color of our skin. Um, <laughs> even though you walk into a room and you're, you're, you're in a small number, we can't hide who we are. 
Um, mm. You know, when you look in uh, numbers in terms of like, you know, the, the prisons, we are over represented there. You know, I'd like to see the same amount of um, inmates that are black in prisons be the same amount possibly, you know, in, in the House um, of, of, of um, Parliament. You know, we don't have enough representation. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think about um, my fellow comrade Bekanik that talks about um, school education. And it was very much about you being one person in the classroom um, or two. And one would have an African name and one would have a Caribbean name. Mm. And they always get you mixed up. And mm. then you took you. So mm. what's up with that? You know, mm. being called a different name, you're not. It was mm. like, we are never, we are never like, um, acknowledged. And that is, that is the downfall. But with Black Lives Matter, we are now acknowledging faults of, you know, the predecessors of, you know, slavery, yeah. you know, the statues debate, um, dismantling um, education and making sure that we have an education system, a curriculum that teaches the right history. Because yeah. if we have been displaced as a people, and Sir talked about us going back home, yeah. we could easily go back home, but if we don't know where we've come from, yeah. then we can't go back home to what? We need to know that we're here in the UK and we can leverage um, in education and, and that kind of equity in terms of where we are, yeah. we're going to go back to be able to help and, and to better, you know, um, the, the our, our back home, so to speak. Mm. Um, I think that's the stuff we've, we've not had. You know, my parents always said to me, you're not from me, you're not from me. And I never understood what they meant. And so I got older and I understood that when someone asked you, not about your area code, like sisters talks about in America, but in terms of like, you know, your accent or, you know, mm. why do you have your hair with string mm. and other kids have their hair straightened, mm. you know, where are you from? And yeah. it's, it's really important that we get back to the fundamentals of teaching everybody, you know. Madam talked about, um, you know, working class children that are, you know, disproportionately impacted on poor education. And that is very much true. But remember, in the UK, they are heavily populated. Mm. We are a minority. Mm. So we need to make sure as a minority we are at the forefront. Because if we are a small proportion of you know black kids in different lo local areas are, are not being supported, how can we get out of this poverty rock? You know, and, and it's, it's something that we we need to break those kind of um, I kind of kind of like hereditary kind of traits. We need to break that you know that that kind of bond that brings us back down. Yeah. And I mentioned about COVID nineteen and the fact that we have been disproportionately you know dying. And that's because we're all in frontline services. And with Black Lives Matter, no matter what people want to say about it, um, black people have the urge to come together and, and push the agenda for equality, for equity, yeah. proper representation. And I, and I think it's a, it's a good thing, you know, for now. I'm not sure about the politics and um, anything like that, but I'm happy that black people have now taken upon themselves to go to the streets, social distancing with the mask, keeping safe, but saying, take those statues down, have the debate, and, and just look at us now. And that's, that's really important. That's all we can yeah. ever want for. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. That's, that's, you just said it also, we need to keep that momentum going, isn't it? No matter how you either agree or disagree. So we need to, even let's have the debate for a start, right? So also that debate needs to continue and also that conversation needs to go on as well. Okay, we come over to you, Kanika. And so what's your own view <laughs> on the Black Lives Matter campaign? Um, 
the Black Lives Matter movement, I think it's really good. Um, I think it's brilliant. The reason why as well, I can only speak about it how I feel and it's personally from my perspective. Especially the fact that it's happened in England as well. It has sparked something that believe not was already there. England has had seen movements all through the 70s, the 60s, the 80s. They've seen it, and they've seen it because these exact same reasons. And for me, I think the reason why it's gripped everyone so much is because we have the pandemic. Everyone's been able to stop. Everyone's been able to think. When it was happening for me, I found it very, um, I found it, I was really upset. It was a couple of days, I couldn't go to work because I was reading a lot of things, had things about myself, and then I was thinking about my grandparents, what they went through, and it dawned on me, my grandparents went through this, my mum protested, and we're doing the exact same thing. And I don't know where in between it lost momentum, and I hope that it doesn't lose momentum, because it's really making a lot of people stop and think, and I've never seen anything like it before. For my family, my family were heavily involved, in what they like to call the bricks and rights. They keep mentioning the bricks and rights when they mention Black Lives Matter. They mention it a lot. They fail to mention why. They don't mention why there was a riot. There were 13 children that died in a house fire in New Cross. My mum was supposed to be in that house fire, her being herself as late as ever, didn't turn up in time. She got there late. Her cousin was already at the party and her cousin died. My family, my uncles had to carry the coffin. No one was ever prosecuted that. My nan, you know, would tell us that when she came to, to England, you know, from the Windrush generation, and then when they moved to Baghdad, being beaten up by teddy boys, they weren't allowed certain jobs, they didn't want allowed room. And then, you know, you see things like in the school system, the things the teachers used to, I say, used to say, but they still do things in a different way. In England, it's very sophisticated. Even like you were saying with your son, I had exact same thing with my son, the exact same thing. And I think seeing all these things happen, when I'm watching it, all I'm seeing is passion. I'm seeing tiredness. I'm seeing hurt and I'm seeing passion. And I've never heard things on the radio like this before either. The way these open discussions, it is needed. We have got to keep talking and we need to keep focusing on the black community, like with Black Town Day and just coming together, putting them because we don't hold money either in the country. I work in investment banking. We don't hold any wealth, and we should. And when you remember before, or even about going back home, I in a way understand exactly what he's saying. The reason why is because I feel a lot of people we get out, they get their degrees, they get their qualifications, they don't go back to their homeland to build up their own community. They stay in England, they come to England. My dad built well, got his money, he went straight back to Jamaica. My grandparents had the same thing in mind. They died before that was able to happen. I thought at a point, I am not going to stop with this. I've got three children, and all three of them experienced things that I didn't think they would because stupidly I think it was in different times. You need, the conversations need to keep going. Mm. The pressure needs to keep being on. Mm. And also as the black communities, we cannot always leave it up to the schools to do everything for us in that sense. They should be doing things in schools, but when my kids come home from school, and I say, what do you love? We go over it, and I teach them it properly. We used to go to Pan-African schools on a Saturday as well. 
there's lots of these things, but at the same time, it depends where you live. Mm. You know, if you're in an inner city, it's easy access. If you're outside in Essex, it's not, you know, as much as your people aren't around there. Mm. I'm so pleased that the movement is still going. I know they're not putting it on the media as much. I know that it's trying to be faded out, but we know as people it's not faded out. And I think what they're doing is brilliant. And I think, yes, the protests were good. Everyone saw the protests, but don't ever forget what we're going to do after the protests. Yeah. The protests were to bring attention and make noise and say, yeah, listen, yeah. we have something to say. Yeah. But we have to keep it on, even having those conversations with family members. Yeah. You know, because my family, we are, because we are Caribbean, we have a lot of different people, a lot of different races, a lot of colorism. Mm. Big issues. And we have had to have these conversations ourselves. If the Black Lives Matter movement wasn't happening, would all these things be happening? Yeah. I don't think they would be at all. Yeah. And I think we've got to just make sure we keep it going. It's important. And talk to your kids about it. Yeah. Make them understand why. Yeah. You know, we all carry around a lot of hurt and feelings of feeling not good enough and unequal. Mm. But how have we ever voiced that to one another mm. before properly? Because mm. I'm listening to having conversations with friends, I'm realising I'm not the only one. Mm. But I think it, it's good. I feel, I feel like it, there will be a change. I feel like there, there definitely will be. In America, well, it's just it's outstanding. It's outstanding because how many more men is this going to have to happen to? How many more black people is it going to have to happen mm. to? And mm. it shouldn't be happening. Yeah. So yeah. that's my that's my take on it. Okay. Yeah, so I think you've just said it, so we need to keep the momentum as well. So we need to speak to our kids, right? I think for me, it was a challenge, right? Because I, did, I because it was me trying to digest what just happened and how do I put that information to my kids. But at the end of the day, I had to, I knew I had to tell them what was happening, right? So they know um, um, this is, you know, this is the kind of thing you get, you I don't know if to use the word they should be used to. They shouldn't be used to it though. But again, it was it was to make sure that awareness, that information is there that you may be kind of looked at because of of the color, the kind of the color of your skin as well. And also, also you shouldn't be put down because of the kind of hair or the way you were brought up or so on, right? So it for me it was a challenge speaking to my kids, but I got there at the end. I, I knew I had to step up a bit to like speak to them. So I got there. Um, so um, Dupla, we'll come back to you. So it happened <laughs> in states. So um, so what what are your views uh, related to the Black Lives Matters movement? Oh, absolutely. We also were happening. Like, um, Valerie spoke about the fraud case, but that's just like, that was like a glaring case that the whole world saw. There are many as George Floyd before George Floyd. You know, there are many, many, many. Like I said, you know, I, I like, I'm not gonna. I've, I've lived in London, but like I said, when I, when I was, didn't have kids. I was single. I wasn't you know, stereotyped. I didn't see that much because I was just like six months in, six months out. But when I got to the United States, you know, different. It, different, like I said, my study with the school system. As young as my son was, he was he was five. 
He was five years old. He got suspended from school when he was five. Five years old. And I'm like, what? He's swinging a bunch of people teacher. You know, and my son is also special ed. So I'm like, he's swinging along, but I hate it. But what I'm saying is, what happened? That's the stereotype. That's the stereotype because for the same crime, or it's not a crime, for the same offense or discipline or whatever it is that happens in the school, a white kid and a black kid, for the same offense, the black kids get suspended more for the same offense mm. than the Caucasian kid. For the so as we, as black parents, we have to be involved. Mm. You know, the problem we have, we want to work and work, work, you know, the kid comes home, the parents are not home. Mm. We have to do better. Mm. You understand? We have to do better. At the age of just being 10 years old, mm. and I ask myself, what is more, what is important to me? Is it the job or is my kid? Mm. Is, it, is it the job? Because I, I, I go to the school, I want to know what's going on. Because I am the only, I am the only person that can advocate for my son. For my kid, nobody's gonna do it. Mm. Except you can afford a lawyer mm. to do it, but as you as you have to go to the school, you have to ask questions, you have mm. to get involved. Mm. If there's a, a PTA meeting, leave a job, go there. Because at the end of the day, is the stereotype is when they see you, if you don't show up, mm. that is the way they look at your child, mm. your children. That is about everything. If you don't show, they see that you're involved. It's a different thing. Mm. But also what I most black friends that I hear when something is happening in the school, they don't show up. That too affects the kids, even the self-esteem of the kids. Because I see the kids when something is happening in the school, and they are looking at the door. As I walk through that door, they are looking at the door. If I'm going to succeed, you understand? Yeah, it's the kids like it's this deep code that you're living. It mm. means the kind of education you get. Mm. Mm. Like she was saying, you know, about. Well, how do we How were the Caucasians? Why? How are they ahead of us? Because home ownership, home ownership is the, is, is the starting point to create wealth. Mm. Just like she was saying, most of our black families build all these homes back at home. You're living in London and you're living in America. And you want to build? You're building a house, walking, building a house in Africa for who? Mm. You're building a house over there. But you're living there, you're walking around the world to build a house that you're not even going to live in, <laughs> neglecting your kids. Mm. You understand? You feel we have to take more. Because that comes from when they see you, mm. when they see you. I, I have been to somebody here. Oh, I know you have an accent, but you speak very well. I say, mm. what does that mean? <laughs> that, 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 that stereotype. You understand? My husband is the medical field. He's been working in the same hospital for 13 years. You see this COVID that I'm talking about? He treats those patients. He's been working in the same hospital for 14 years. He's the one that puts these patients in the ventilator. But till today, my husband gets into a hospital room. Did you come to take the trash? Mm. He has his stethoscope on his neck. Mm. I don't know who, who, is there a cleaner that, that carries a stethoscope? Mm. He's had this scrub, but he has a stethoscope and said, they ask him, you have to take the track. Mm. What would make somebody see if I walk into a room, you can take a step on his leg and you ask the person to come to take the track. Mm. That is a stereotype. That's the assumption. Mm. Black, so mm. then you say, oh, I'm here to give you a 
one there um teach your kids right give them the information they need to be able to um step up step up and also not to be scared when they see the police as well i think again i think should i say we're a bit lucky in the uk i don't know if to use the word lucky because our police don't use guns right <laughs> they don't handle guns to right for now yeah maybe in the future but for now not all of them though right they use gun teasers isn't it but yeah yeah so i think for now it's best to use what i know i know i know i know i know i know so lbd do you have anything to or we move on we move on i think we are Time is again yes. as we should move, move on, on and I'll build the yes. question. Yes. Yeah. And Valerie, uh, so now we've discussed about everything, right? So in your own view, what key role do we need to play as individuals? Um, 
Yeah, um, really great points as well from both my sisters. Um, I think I think the key the key role is is political engagement. Hmm. It's about understanding how things work. Look, I, I was born and bred here, but I never got civic engagement how I've had it in my last you know 20 years and in education and in activism and speaking to the right people. Mm. I think there is a kind of a, a social kind of circle where we are not often there. Yeah. So we don't often hear about, you know, how um, policies are made, how do we, you know, um, you know, sister talks about schools and um, not having parents because they're busy at, at work. Mm. Um, it's very difficult because we, again, we are always in the low end paid jobs. So we have to go to work and work double. Um, you know, the, 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 the men have to go to work and then they come home and they sit in and it's the women mm. that hold the brunt of everything, you know, it's a mm. kind of a, uh, it's not really a patriotic society, it's, it's women are doing everything, you know, mm. more um, women that are always holding the forefront um, in the Caribbean African um, households. Mm. So I think it comes back down to, you know, at the school, can you be a school governor? Mm. Um, in your local community, can you sign up to a political um, party? Mm. Can you... Um, kind of find out what is happening in the local communities, can you be a part of a board or a campaign group yeah. and, and be that representation yeah. and that's why I said um, you know whenever I do anything from the very beginning yeah. it was always about you know why is there a lack of black people here like why are we not being seen and even when they discuss about us it's always negative now um, I'm not saying I'm, I'm the best you know uh, candidate ever in, in world or the, the best child that was growing up i mean i never got excluded or anything like that i was always polite um but i think it's about knowing your rights and yeah. i think children you know the children's act um you know the human rights act the equalities act i think we need to know all of the acts and and our rights as as black people mm. um as as human beings mm. and then when these um incidents happen we know how to behave yeah. um sister spoke about stereotypes and i think it's, it's really true because um you know, I remember when I was growing up, this is a true story, I, I thought wearing glasses made you really clever. <laughs> um, it doesn't do that, it just helps you see better. Um, I think it's something, it's something about that. It's, it's about how black people are, are perceived, you know, how yeah. black men are seen as, you know, no, no, I, I think black men are lovely, but they're seen as being this other. You know, they dehumanize um, black men especially. You know, black women, we're, we're too hard. Why are we angry? Mm. Smile a little. Mm. And we are smiling, just we had a hard day, you know? Mm. And we got open smiling jokes. Mm. Um, you know, we, you know we, we have so much, um, like, um, stereotypes and things against us. So there's so many barriers that even in everyday life, you know, I, I know that in my household, we try to be as quiet as we can, but, you know, both the village was really excellent. We probably have, you know, police at our door as well. But it's we have a culture. We, we have a way of how we communicate and mm -hmm. you know forget this accent i can actually speak you know fluent tree people might not understand what i'm saying mm. but because i've got an english accent but mm. i i will say because if we don't kind of grasp you know um um our sort of hybrid selves then we will always be lost and and it, it comes back to equity and, and if we can't equity you know from our communities and and better our lifestyles and, and then um you know, our children's life, then we're going to fail a generation. Yeah. So it, it is definitely about the old and the new generations coming together mm. in these kind of dialogues about, you know, where mm. you come from. Those stories that used to have with your grandparents about, mm. you know, why the Windrush scandal happened. 
and mm. it wasn't just the wind rush scandal that happened it's africans mm. because many are displaced you know mm. many come here they don't have the right um uh, equipment to work with mm. you know a lot of them go under the radar you know homelessness mm. you have a lot of invisible um you know migrant refugees that are you know occupying in certain places that shouldn't be occupying in mm. you know where are they in the community i don't know mm. um is there a hub for these people to go to you know you don't speak english as your first language but they assume you should learn it straight away where are these resources you know we all pay our dues in tax yeah. i would love to see in every borough a, a caribbean society an african society where we yeah. can go there we can converse we can have music we can have the pan-african um, you know, education, mm. we can teach our kids about tree and a shanty tribe and etc. But unfortunately for us, again, I'll repeat this phrase, when it comes to fame, mm. black, Asian, minority, ethnic, black is invisible. Yeah. We have no resources, you know, everything depleted from us. Yeah. And forget, you know, London, we're very fortunate. And you mentioned about police and, and, and London, for example. I, I think we are fortunate. Mm. Um, I don't I don't want to um, denigrate the police. I don't. I think we do need civil order, mm. and there'd be unrest if we didn't have that. Mm. But there's a way of communicating with people, and I think for too many years, the Brixton riots, you know, uh, Tottenham again, 2011, you know, um, the, the the Duggan case, and then obviously what sparked off in um, America, and then you've seen it globally as Kanika um, um, spoke about. We we have seen um, that. We, 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 we are invisible, we, we need to be more visible. Mm. And um, if, if we try and um, get back to our rights, then we will have better representation. That's just in my opinion, you know, mm. I, I could be wrong. Mm. But I, I think um, if we get involved at every part of the community and we're at the table when decisions are being made, mm. and then it will be a lot better for all of us. There will be equity. And, and this is the thing, in education, if we reform it and we have um, a, 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 an education system that teaches not just in history, but in all facets of the curriculum, then we'll, we'll be a lot better again because kids wouldn't look upon us as if we were almost alien. Mm. You know, I mean, I don't know we're a minority, but I think there's about 1.6 million in, you know, of, of black people yeah. um, descent, whether it's mixed heritage or whatever have you, then we need to be at the forefront. Mm. And, and God help us with COVID-19, and, and the Brexit debate as well. Yeah. Um, we need to be there at the table, just having this conversation. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Okay. Yeah. So we need to be there at the table. So we're moving with time. Uh, Mr. Nelly, welcome. And uh, you just joined. And um, so Kanika, we're back to you. So what role do we need to play as individuals? I think it's exactly what you just said. Literally, just repeating the same. Can you all hear me? Okay. Yes. Because oh, I can hear myself back then. Um, yeah, I think everything she said and the above, I think individually, we need to teach ourselves, we need to learn about ourselves from one another, and in the sense of also finding our connection, because we have to be in our communities, we have to be at the forefront, and we need to be together. Even with a debate where you have a lot of things, you know, where it's either Caribbean or it's African. It's not one of the two, because we are of one, whether some people like to admit it or not, like myself. You know, my middle name, as you know, as you speak to, my name is Nancy Stewart. You know, my, you know, you know, you know, 
it's very important to have a moment of who we are. Yeah. Being involved in a school. You have got to be in that school like you're sitting at that table with your mm. child. Mm. You have to challenge. Mm. Because what this school as well and society like to do, especially with black boys, is seen as a problem. Mm. You know? And mm. they like to see them as a problem very, very, very quickly. Mm. They'll be like, oh, they're too busy. Mm. Even though this child is at the top of every class, but they're too busy. And they're the child that don't get suspended and left behind. Mm. Mm. We do have to know our rights. I think that is the problem. Like, we just don't know a lot of our rights. And we're armed from some, a lot of these discussions. Mm. You know, we have to be at the forefront. Mm. We have to know what we're talking about. And we also need to know how the system works. Mm. Because if you don't know how the system works, you cannot undo anything. Because you don't know where you're starting with. And it runs very, very deep. Mm, mm. You know, I think sometimes before, there may be times a lot of us felt scared to challenge or to say, or, you know, if someone says something to me, you know he's wrong, but because they're maybe a teacher or something, you don't want to call them up. Call them up. Because even my children, um, there's been a few instances in school with very incorrect information, and, I, and they had challenged the point we've had the head teacher call and we're like actually this is the correct information and then you feed that to the school we have to be at the forefront and we have to keep communicating yeah. as well because the worst is we cannot unite people how are we going to change anything how do we run we cannot be stereotyped and we should put ourselves in them where they don't expect you to, they don't expect to see you because mm, mm. you know I'm one of well, I am the one black woman on my floor mm. in, in France. There's not a lot of women in finance. There's certainly not a lot of black women in finance. Put yourself where they don't need to be. You're in politics. They, they're probably like, okay, we don't have many black females in politics. Put yourself right in the middle of it. Mm. Get to know. Learn how they play the game, and we need to bring each other together. Mm. 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 Okay. All right, then. Okay. And um, I think you've said it all there. So... And we're, I think I'm really conscious of time, so we will move for, uh, very quickly. So, uh, Valerie, um, so next question. How do you think, how do we begin to influence the government to see changes, to see changes, this change that we're talking about? How do we influence them? Um, I think on a, on a local level, mm. um, it's just about talking to your neighbour. You know, many of us back in the day, I was, I, you know, I was born in, in the 70s, and um, we don't know our neighbours. So it's about having those conversations with your neighbours, um, whether it be about school or about housing, um, education, sorry, or the environment, for example. Um, a big one at the moment is the environment. Mm. Um, food poverty is a big one. Um, I, I think these conversations with our neighbours, and then we, we create what we used to have, which is like, you know, community hubs of discussion mm. where we get together on a weekly basis. I mean, COVID-19 has shown us how we can actually mobilize and organize. We're, we're on here now at Facebook Live. It might not be the best connection. It might fade in and out. But the fact that we're having these conversations is really pertinent. Mm. Um, I really feel that um, our local community, uh, our councillors, um, they need more power, actually, because I think they do such a phenomenal job and they are always, like, at the forefront of things, like making sure that the community, um, you know, are, are, are looked after, the services that they provide. I mean, a lot of people like to bang on about um, the bumps, you know, the humps in the roads and the bins being collected. That's a part of it. Mm. But it's mainly that they are there to ensure that, you know, the academies are, are hopefully no more academies are, are kind of built because... 
when it gets into the academy system, you know, you lose quite a lot of power. Um, the school governors can't do as much as what they did before. Mm. Um, I'm, a, I'm a local governor and I'm at an academy, which isn't too bad, but I think we do need to engage a lot more with our local councillors. And then at a, a higher level, we have like the London Assembly members, and then you get to your MP. I think we always think of things too big, yeah. and we just kind of make it a bit more smaller. Yeah. And if we start to have these conversations in the community, we engage with local government and then central, and then it kind of sprouts out, then we can have a better plan. Yeah. And we need to know in our community about the manifestos, so like policies that are in place to help us as a community. You know, things like overcrowding, um, you know, how do you get your child support if they're failing in school or, you know, how do you, I don't know, um, get a, a new street um, sign for something, you know, to close your road. We need these kind of things to kind of be discussed. So it's about the community and your neighbours. So neighbourhood um, communities are really great, I think, and we need to maybe start our own as, as black people, you know. Mm. Um, if it's one, one week, two, the next week, and we start to start to galvanize mm. I think that's a good idea mm. yeah okay okay Thanks. yeah Kanika over to you so how do you think we can begin to influence the government just like she said really it's kind of well I know myself is kind of trying to bring the community together like you said mm. previously starting in your own age trying to make changes in your own boroughs and your own councils because I know I think you all think big, you've got to start small. Mm. That's why just that's why now community probably like said to briefly Matilda, it's like it's our brother. Let's try and change our brother. Mm. It's only little but it's a start. Yeah. Start going to the council meetings, listening to things that they're happening. When they're calling for, you know, we're doing changes and who would want to be involved. We need to be involved. We need to be there. We need to go there. Yeah. We need to make our voices heard. I know signed petitions and things like that, but you have to just keep on with it and don't do it for one week and then stop. Yeah. Even with the schools, you know, um, I want to talk to the school, my own school about, okay, so you don't have a lot of books for kids and a lot of different children. Our school in particular is predominantly white, but not predominantly white British. There's a lot of different people in there. And I always think, oh, are we catering for everyone here? Are we catering for all the languages and the different races we have here? Not really. Is there representation? No. So anywhere that we're going to be, like in our workplaces, speak the board. Yeah. What can we do to make sure? Speak the council, speak the governors, become a governor, become a PCFA um, member. But even mm -hmm. like the lady said earlier, sometimes that is hard. Like even myself and my husband working full time. Mm. And then you're like, okay, you've got to go to school, you've got whatever. But when we do it, mm. as parents, black children, you go together. Mm. Even if you're a single parent, you have another person, another family member, you go in unison and mm. you always go in unison mm. as well. Mm. So I think, yeah, just making ourselves known, making our presence known. A lot of people don't like politics, a lot of people don't want to get involved in it they find it boring. Mm. It's everything. Mm. It decides everything. Yeah. And we need start having a voice because we're not really, we're not having a voice we're not speaking up enough yeah you know we get angry and we and we we, we say these things it's like that we need to follow these things up and i think that's where we've got to go mm. we've got to go to the people who run in the country and mm. keeping it until they are tired of us mm. and do it together mm. that's that's my my point on it okay okay 
Thanks, Kanika. And uh, we need to have a voice. Um, um, so the next question, um, Valerie. So in your own view, what really is the next step? Um, I'm going to be really cheeky. <laughs> there is no next step. We're still in the first step. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of work's got to be done. I think we we have really forgotten mm. what has been done before. Yeah. We're trying to reinvent stuff. We don't need to do that. Mm. There, there are resources out there. Mm. There are groups out there. So we're kind of still on the first step in a sense. Um, we should just, just engage more. Again, engage I was talking about, you know, the, the local neighbour. Um, the, the physical groups, the local councillors, and we and we need to not feel like we're alone. Mm. I think a lot of us feel um, kind of abandoned. We, we we experience this microaggression, whether it's in work, um, whether it's in the school, you know, playground where you don't invite to maybe all the PTA meetings and baking cakes, and you don't fit in. Um, we have this kind of yeah imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. We need to just like kind of as black people, as African and Afro-Caribbean and diasporans, we need to get back to um, like togetherness, a collectiveness. Yeah. So not doing things on our own. Like now I've you know, made alliance with you guys, I, I want us to kind of work to the going forward. Mm. We don't have to reinvent anything, it's already yeah. there. Yeah. And we need to make sure that when we stop, the next generation coming forward mm. can then continue. Otherwise, we keep rethinking we don't need to. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, making connections with like the Africans mm. overseas. Yeah. There's loads of Facebook pages and, and groups that are already out there. So mm. I know that um, there's, a, for me, Ghanaian diasporans, um, there's a, an amazing um, woman um, that does loads of stuff um, in that group, that mm. forum. Mm. Um, I, I've got so many role models, you know, Mavis, um, so many people I can, I can off my head, mm. um, I can't even remember, but there's so many of them that are doing so many amazing things and we just need to pull back to that and just use the resources and, and keep pushing the agenda forward so we're not forgotten because yeah. someone said the Black Lives Matter was a moment. It was a moment. It's not a moment, moment. It's, yeah. it's a movement. Yeah. 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 And it's not the fourth time. Yeah. Civil rights happened and now it's just this time, it's just it's this generation. Yeah. Now the next day could be something else, but something else. We, yeah. we've got to keep the momentum. We, we have to keep going, that's all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. We we got to keep the momentum going as well. Um, so I think that's it. So Kanika, in your own view, what's the next step? Like she said, the next step is just keep on doing what we're doing. We've mm -hmm. got. I think we just need to. We got to go over the first step to even think of the second step. Like yeah. the first step is yeah. just like we need to keep focusing. Yeah. and concentrating where we're spending our money, yeah. how we're spending our money. Yeah. Are we just letting it leak out of our pockets? Are we trying to create wealth? Yeah. Um, keep the conversations going. Keep yeah. the pressure on for things to change in schools. Keep talking about it. Don't just let it fade away. As much as they're trying to take it out in the mainstream media, it is very much still there. Yeah. It is very much still there. They want. I don't think it's out there because they would like to think it's over, but you've got to just, just keep on, keep communicating, keep building your community mm. and make your community strong mm. and like I said pass it down get the children involved mm. because us as adults it's great but my mum some of my mum's generation may have different views from, to myself and then my daughter may have different views to myself and I do believe that if each generation is getting better mm. and there is more acceptance that sometimes those, those 
those old dark things and those parents can also put those old generational stuff in their children's ears. Mm. Mm-hmm. So keep the conversation going, mm-hmm. and we just got to keep going on. Okay. Don't let it die out. Yeah, yeah. Ever. Yeah. Be done with it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Um, and so the final question. I don't know. Maybe after this, LBD, if he has any questions. So the final question, uh, Valerie. So what advice do you have for the young listening listeners out there? What's your advice to them? Um. Advice and, and there could be many. I could maybe write a book one day. Um, <laughs> um, I, I think it's the, 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 the only advice I could I could say is um, just grab hold of, of of your sense of your own values and mm. your morals, mm. and don't ever forget you know what your parents have taught you. Mm. I, I'm, I work in a Jewish school in Barnet, mm. and the kids always say, "Miss, if you could," and I'm like, "I wish I could." You wouldn't have me. Um, we've got many black Jewish people out there, you know. Um, I, I think it's a, it's about knowing yourself, your roots, yeah. and, and staying steadfast on those mm. and building on that. I think mm. a lot of us forget, you know, and we go through different phases in our lives, different milestones, yeah. but we've got to come back to who we are. Like, my surname alone can never make me forget who I am. Mm. The colour of my skin cannot forget, you know, I can't forget who I am. Mm. And, and I think for every young person out there, you've got to follow your dreams, your ambitions, mm. and, and keep that respect mm. and, and keep that, that honour. Mm. You have to honour your culture. Mm. You can't, I mean, I've got, I said I'm hybrid. I, I, one day I'll be eating fufu, mm. the next day I feel like I'm, in, I'm, I'm Greek, I'm eating pizza and pasta. Mm. Um, you know, we, we have different... Um, culture we have to embrace, mm, but mm. the biggest culture we have to embrace is the African culture. Mm, You've mm. got to speak your mother tongue. Mm. You can't say, "Oh, I don't sound right. Mm. I, I can't say it. Food doesn't taste great." Mm. The cloth is this because what we have is a lot of people trying to procreate what we have. Mm. They want what we what, what we should have. Mm, mm. So we have to embrace it. Yeah. And and I and I think it's it's also about young people um, making the right allies. Mm. So when I was growing up, I, I probably was a trade, and the saying is, I think, um, um, so I've got the saying, I was getting sayings, um, uh, a master of so many trades, and, and no, I can't remember what the saying is, but I was good at so many things, but I didn't focus. Yeah, yeah. So I think my advice is to every young person, to focus. So if you want to be a doctor, be a doctor, but and, and focus, yeah. so that nothing deter you. Yeah. So, you know, as I said, there's so many people out there that are great, and mm. there's, um, a lady called Dente, um, mm. who I, I, I absolutely adore. And mm. we need to make sure that you get the right role models. Mm. Look, mm. I love Beyonce, but she's not your role model. She's mm. a musician. Mm. You've got to get that right. <laughs> if, you political, if you want to be a political activist, follow a political activist. Mm. If you want to be a chef, mm. follow a chef. Mm. If you want to be, does it make sense? Like, yeah. if you want to be a cleaner, yeah. be a cleaner, but own your own business. Yeah. Do you understand? Be yeah. your entrepreneur. Yeah. Own your space. Oh, and then get the bad. right allies mm. and, and the right people to champion you. Mm. Don't have the wrong circles. Mm. Oh, many of us as black people, we like to kind of become invisible mm. and make us small. Mm. And that's not good. Mm. I, did for, I did it for so many years and, and now mm. I'm, I'm a bit like, no, why, why am I doing that? Why yeah. am I yeah. having this imposter syndrome? Why, you know, we have a black person in this space. Mm. We have so many ideas. We're so colorful, we're so fruitful. We're so knowledgeable mm. and educated. Mm. You know, someone would say, we, we have so much education that we're mm. overqualified. Overqualified. But we don't act it. Yeah. So for young people, own it. Just yeah. own it. Be respectful and, and have the rules to be heard. And just mm. own it. Own mm. your blackness. Own 
Thanks, Valerie. Um, on your space. Wow, that's that's really good. Um, Kanika, what advice do you have for the yoga listeners out there? Just very much like what Valerie said as well. I think is that you're knowing you're good enough, mm. feeling like you're good enough, mm. having that connection with your culture. Mm. Very, very important. Even if you feel it doesn't make sense. Mm. Because even with all that pan African season, I had never think sometimes it just didn't make sense. But now, it all makes it all makes sense. Mm. Speak to your family members. Put you, don't let the system take you. Mm. Do your best. Do your best for your your mum, for your dad, for your auntie, for all the people who pay the way for you to be mm. exactly where you are. Mm. Don't let any, don't let people oversexualize you. Mm. Don't follow into things. Mm. And you need to have your own mind and know what you're going to do yourself. Mm. And even when you send that imposter syndrome, making yourself small. And I know I've been guilty mm. of that. I know I have. <laughs> I have always think I can't do something. I always think mm. I'm not good enough. Mm. And I always go to the job and being told I'm too confident for it. Mm. Oh, you're, you're overconfident or you're overqualified. Always something like that. And it really does burn you down. Mm. But sometimes when you've got to look at yourself in the mirror and realise sometimes people just don't want to see you do good and you've got to keep going. Mm. And yet we do have to work harder than ever. Mm. I'm that person, I'll get there first thing, I'll be there early for work, I'm going to leave late. You've got to do more. You do not have that freedom to do the foolishness that some other kids have. Yeah. Because you might, everyone makes mistakes, and as a teenager you're learning, but for you, you don't get as many chances. Yeah. You have to respect yourself and have a very high moral compass. Mm. And it's very important to know and honour who you are. Don't be ashamed of your name, mm. no matter how the teacher pronounces it. Mm. Mm. Correct them when they're saying it's wrong. Yeah. You know, if they're saying that you look like the same girl who's three years older than you, in your school, correct them and mm. put them in their place because they love to do that mm. or tell your name is something else. Mm. No. Mm. You have to, and you know what the thing is, I think for teenagers, it's really hard sometimes to be the one who speaks out. Yeah. It's hard to be that one who's single. You know, it can be very difficult. It, it can be very difficult and they have all other things going on as well, but especially for our black girls. Don't let anyone make you feel that you're not beautiful because they they look at you oh your lips well they even like the lips now you know it's a thing now <laughs> you, we don't like your hair we don't like your lips why haven't you got a big bum like the other black girls on TV we're not all built like that you know don't let them put these things into your head look at your family look at how your family looks look at the other black people look like the people you inspire to be and try and get there but I can understand it, it it's hard and we've the way the money is in the country and poverty, it's easy for them to listen to them. It's easy for them to go down those routes. And so... Okay. Um, LPD, I think she's... Hello? 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 LPD? If you do, I think... Uh... Okay. Okay, yes. Um, I have to confess. I have to start confessing that um, 
they have knocked me out. Yeah. <laughs> for two reasons. Um, my views are completely different to their views. Mm. But I understand why. Mm. Because they are what we were calling when I came first in the UK, BBC. <laughs> Black born, no, British born children. <laughs> so both of them, they are born here. Yeah. But I came here not to stay. But mm. that's not what has blown me out. Mm. It is now I'm trying to see the problem I do face today with my own kids who are born here. Mm. And I wish I had energy and never to attend this discussion, this, you know, sharing. Mm -hmm. um, because now I can see that they are lost. Struggle. Mm. And I think you are the best person to talk to them. Because I think you know better what they want or what they understand, what they are going through. Mm. Because we are trying to own them. Mm. We are trying to own them as African children. But as you say, sometimes you feel like eating pizza, sometimes eating fufu, you know. You, and now that I realize that no, you, you struggle, you are multicultural compared to us. Yeah, sure. That's one. And second, on the Black, um, Black Lives Matter, my view on it was that two, two points. The first one is that I never learned in my entire life I'm old enough, you know, the racism, the story of racism in America. Mm. At that days, I was seeing video here, I was weeping. I could not imagine. And now I know that we are in danger because those people, we see them, I've worked with them. Matilda worked with me. Now, Matilda was sitting in office, but I was being offshore, leading a team of 55 people, among them 12 American, 5 British, you know, 15 Malaysian, and whatever. Mm. And now I'm trying to see how, what was happening there, that I was just lucky that the company we were working for had this kind of strict rules and regulation about diversity and inclusion. Otherwise, they would have just chopped me and throw me overboard. Because <laughs> I can remember some people debate we're having. I'm the boss, but you see the way they are talking like, oh, luckily, you know, the company has put guidelines which they can't go step, you know, over. So that is one. The second one is that Yes, Black Lives Matter, but I see like we are begging them. Why can't we come forcefully and tell them, here we are, whether you want or not, here we are. As you put it, we're not going to get that space. We go into that space. We learn, you not know, understand, we are in the room, we are in the hall, and we are there. Mm. Because the way I see the Black Lives Matter is that we are begging them. Yeah. Ah, we are there. We are discriminating us. Give us space. You know, like we are. We we don't need to to to, to them. As you just said, 
Let us start talking this kind of talk. Mm. Tell our children, come, look, go for it. Look, D, L, D. What are you doing there? Please, go. There is a PTA there. Mm. Why aren't you there? Mm. Why we never see them? Mm. No, no, I'm labor. Why aren't you there? Oh, I don't like labor. Okay, what do you like? Mm. Oh, oh, I like, go to the conservatives and we meet at night. Mm. As days or start and you know, but during the day we can spread. I think that's what we have to campaign in fact. So besides sending the message to them to recognize us, to acknowledge us, we should have within an inner part of the black class matters which says we are there to stay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We are not begging them, we are claiming we are getting our part. So yeah. that was the second point of that yeah. Now, on education, yes, you throw me out as well because Matilda will know my children, they go to private school. So all those problems, I never bothered. I don't see them that way. But now I realize that's a real problem. Mm. It's a real problem. As you said, I think I will answer your call. Because, I mean, they check in the parish, they always call, ah, Dr. LBD, can't be on the board. I say, I don't have time. Mm. Understand? <laughs> Even at the private school, <laughs> say, look, you, but when they have a, a, a school job fair or whatever, I go, I talk about geosciences or whatever, but to be there like that, I don't, I, I, I don't go there. I'm not even there. Mm. But I recall whenever I go to Elizabeth school, they are very happy because they are two there, Jackson and Elizabeth. You see, I, our dad. So now I realize I'll make effort to be going there more often mm. when parents are called or during sport day. Yeah. You know? When I go, I'm going to see them, they're very happy, coming around. Ah, my daddy is this, this, that, you know? So I, I, I can fail, but they never talk with me. Now, another point is that that's where you knock me out again. This is the first two conversation I've had with a younger person. <laughs> Even my children. You know, I'm an African dad. We don't talk like this. So I think I'll give them space and time uh, uh, to visit them and have a full talk and get them engaged. Okay. So thank you very much. I'm the one to thank you. Yeah. It's like you just targeted. We're going to talk to that old, old man. You are telling him off. So thank you very much. <laughs> oh, thank you, Ebidi. Thank you, Ebidi. Thank you, Kanika, for taking your time. So, Valerie, any summary? So, your last note for tonight before we call it today. Yeah, um, I, I guess I'll, I'll do it in a sort of acronym. So, um, whether it be um, political, um, in, in um, economical, um, let's get this right, social, um, technolo technological or legal, in all those kind of facets, we need to make sure that we're engaged there, in yeah. political conversations yeah. and we need to make sure that we show up and, and we speak out and, and we are a voice of reasoning and um, I, I guess um, I, I just really want the community to come together, I just don't want us, I want us to be united. Yeah. Um, there's this thing that when we was growing up, we used to make fun, and we say, "You're Caribbean, Jamaicans over there," or "I'm Ghanaian, you're Nigerian, you go over there, you're Jollof rice war," you know. <laughs> and um, I think we're all a people, you know. And I think if we come together and we put all our resources together, 
then we can really make a difference. And this is not a black and white thing. Mm. I mean, this is a, this discussion is about black people and mm. about seeking equity. Yeah. But we need our allies. We need white people to understand that far too long we have been taken advantage of, whether it be um, our votes. Um, I know Sir talks about the Conservatives. Um, I'm not a fan of them, by the way. Paul <laughs> 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 um, um, I, I, I just I personally think, um, you know, the fact that, you know, you was able to send your, your children to private school, you're so lucky. Mm. I mean, I wish I could have had that kind of standard education. Mm. Maybe if I had had that in a smaller class, I'd have been recognized for my talents and my skills. Mm. And it would have taken me the longer time to get to where I am now. Mm. But I, I, I know from my own experience and being an educator, what to do with my own children coming up. And it's not always about academia. I mean, I know it's important. But we have a lot of white working class people that are very talented and they get into these spaces and they help in different industries. Mm. But because we are black, just to say that we've got to work 10 times so harder. Mm-hmm. So even if you went to a private school and you got your PhD and your doctor, you still have to, you, um, the American sister spoke about it, that her husband has to, you know, show his lanyard to say that he's a doctor. Mm. So we have to really be in those spaces and speak out and get the equity yeah. and have the right allies yeah. and then I think we will see a change for the future and, and that's my last point I'd say. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I'm sure we will engage more after this as well. We will do subsequent um, catch-up. I'm sure Kanika has something in mind and also your your network as well. So we will meet because we need to keep this conversation going, isn't it? So we will meet offline and take it further. Okay. Um, so that's it for tonight. Um, thank you, LBD. Thank you, Kanika. Thank you, Valerie, again. Thank you for taking our time at the busy schedule. Um, so I wish you a very pleasant weekend. Okay. And also, we will have subsequent videos, but again, I'll let you know, but then it will be up to you as well. And thank you, LBD, for taking our time to join in tonight. Um, and also, my viewers, thank you for taking our time to log in. And we will be able to address your questions today, but we've run out of time. And But in our next edition, we will tackle your questions. So from me to you, it's bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.